I think I think no matter what age you are, you can you can do anything you set your mind to. And you may have the biggest imposter syndrome. Like when I first started working for you, I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing, <laughs> but I will figure it out one way or another. Um, so even if you have like no idea what you're doing, you feel like you're too old, you're not mature, or you're too young and you're not mature enough to like handle all this stuff. Welcome to another episode of That Changed My Life, a podcast where real people share their personal stories of transformative moments that altered the course of their lives. In each episode, we'll dive into the personal stories of individuals who have experienced transformative events that shifted their perspectives, sparked newfound passions, or led them on unexpected paths. From life-altering decisions to chance encounters, our guests will candidly share their journeys of transformation, growth, and self-discovery. I am your host, Alex Lovely, a real estate investor and life coach on a mission to discover the extraordinary ways in which our lives can be forever transformed by a single moment. Nick, welcome, welcome. Thank you for taking the time to hop on this call with me. I'm so excited to be able to uh, interview you. You're my protege, and uh, I know there's been a lot of life-changing moments for you. I know a little bit of your story, but I want you to share with the world your story. If somebody was to say, who's Nick, how would you respond to it? Nick Charmante, who are you? Who am I? Yeah, no, it's definitely, it's been a wild ride. I haven't even known you for a year yet, which is crazy. (laughs) like been 11 months but let's see who am i well i like to play tennis and uh, i like to cook among other things but when i met you last year i uh i had no idea what multifamily real estate was i was like (laughs) what is this i had like invested in stocks and the year before me and my dad uh we bought these two storage units from this company that did like like shows and stuff um they were like a design company. So they had a bunch of like random like home decor in these storage units. So we bought them for $7,000. And the entire summer, um, we had garage sales in our front yard of just like, like we have a one car garage, but when we brought like the U-Haul home of all the boxes, it filled to the top of the garage and like to the front door. It was crazy. Uh, so the entire summer, we we sold everything i would put up like facebook uh ads and like a facebook marketplace and like this this uh, garage sale website and we'd have like hundreds of people come every weekend and buy stuff and it was it was it was really fun and it i think it it first let me talk to people because i'm a pretty shy person um trying to break away from that but like it was my first you know situation where i could sell for to people and like was my first little business i had um, so it was really fun. And that's actually the money we used when I first invested with you in, in Las Vegas in those three units was from that storage that me and my dad split. And everyone thought we were crazy and that we would lose so much money. And we ended up, you know, making a good bit of money and then putting it into real estate. But, uh, you know, I met you. I met you like two weeks after my birthday. I'm 16. So kind of <laughs> yeah. crazy i was about to say that I you're know. 16 years old and you and this is an entrepreneurship like mindset that you have 
You yeah, know, and, I, uh-huh. like my entire life, I was always like, I don't want a normal job. Like, I don't want to work for somebody. Like, I don't want to. My mom has worked in like corporate America her entire life. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to work a nine to five and stuff like that. And that summer, so last year, my mom was like begging me. She was like, you have to get a job. Like, mm-hmm. like whatever it is, you have to work for the summer. You can't just like sit around and play video games. And then when I met you, it was like the perfect opportunity. And, uh, you know, you gave me a chance and you actually interviewed on my dad's podcast, which I had been working on for like almost a year and it was super fun. And you were like, I need someone to do my social media. And to be honest, I had no idea what I was doing. Like I had never edited a video before when I sent you those three videos. So <laughs> like I had edited, like I had a YouTube channel, so I'd, I'd edit like stupid little videos together, but Instagram reels, like never before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you were like, I'll pay you $5,000 a month or I'll give you a percentage in my media company and I'll fly you out to all these events. And, you know, $5,000 was pretty appealing back then because I had like no money. I was like <laughs> back then. <laughs> yeah, back, I mean, <laughs> um, yeah, I had no money. So I was like, I mean, that sounds appealing, but I think we could we could make a company a lot bigger than $5,000 a month. And it was definitely the right choice. And it's been yeah. Awesome. You know, and and I think it's really incredible. And I want to just go back a little bit, you know, even in your 16 years of your life. When did you start to say, I'm not going to work for anybody? I don't want a regular job. Like, how did that mentality start? Um, I don't know. I've always like, like used to do like, like I would always have like stupid little businesses I tried to run. Like I'd always have lemonade stands in the front of my house. <laughs> I don't know if you know what Rainbow Loom is, but it was a big thing when I was a kid. And you'd make like bracelets out of these rubber bands. Oh, so okay. I had like a Rainbow Loom kit. And then me and my friends, we'd set up like a little stand in front of our house and we would sell the bracelets to like random people walking by. <laughs> um, so I had all these stupid little businesses. And I was like... I just want to, I want to make something for myself. Like I want to, I want to be, I want to, you know, I want to make something and I want to like be proud of it and, you know, live like working a nine to five job. Sure. You get paid, but you're like stuck in there forever. And it's not really something that you own. Like you're always working for somebody. I wanted that yeah. independence. And it was probably more like when I was like 14, 15, when it's like, okay, your parents are not going to pay for everything now. Like you gotta, you gotta make some money. I need a job. That's when uh-huh. I kind of started to get into it. And I, uh, I've i never really shared this story that much, but I actually, um, when I started doing my dad's podcast, someone else reached out to me and was like, hey, can you do my podcast for me? So I like gave them this whole proposal and stuff, and then they just completely ghosted me, <laughs> um, which I'm happy happened because I would have had no time to do what I was doing for you, and I would have had to you know, do every part of it. I didn't know anything about like outsourcing or running a team so i was going to do the entire thing so i mean i'm Uh happy it happened but i've always i've always tried to you know do my own thing and i've never actually had a real job so what have you what have you learned in that time so from the time that you started with your lemonade stand all the way up to now which you know but you've been working with me so what what have you learned in all those different little time frames what do you think you've taken away the most from from those times Well, I would say I definitely learned the most from you, but even like as a kid, I think I was always shy. So starting to get to talk to people and like learn how to like sell. And of course, when you're a kid, like most people are going to buy a lemonade stand. Like if, if they're (laughs) passing by, they're going to be nice or buy your bracelet, but it was, it was good to talk to people 
and kind of learned that way. And then obviously when I met you, I was I was exposed to like a bunch of adults. Like it would be me and my friends doing this lemonade stand or like Rainbow Loom and we'd be selling things. But it wasn't like I was dealing with thousands of dollars or tens of thousands of dollars um, yeah. and working with all these adults. So, you know, working for you, first of all, I mean, I knew about social media because I'm on it all the time like all the intricacies of how to market and what well, what's a CRM like dude I I had no idea what that was back then either uh how to how to market on social media I, I knew none of that so I know I have way more knowledge on that now and then you know everything about real estate I had no idea I like I heard like invest in in single family apartments and you'll like have money forever you'll be rich and retire but I was like I had no idea what that was so you know learning all about that and now like I just helped my dad napkin underwrite a deal because like I've been on so many calls I'm like dude like it's so easy like so we did that so learning all about real estate has been awesome and then just like managing a team and like working with people like like outsourcing things that's something you taught me a lot like create partnerships and you know don't like I, I we were on something we were on something and it was like um don't work in your business work on your business i think that's super important so yeah just like working with with a team and working with so many adults i think forever yeah how has, how has your mind expanded in terms of relating to money relating to your capacity like how has your worldview grown like what's possible for you and what's possible for people like, what would you what would you say? Like, how has your mind grown since, I don't know, from the lemonade stand time to your mom telling you to get a job to now creating uh, a media company with me and being involved in real estate? Yeah. Um, well, I think my entire life was always like, I want to be a millionaire. Like, I want to have all these fancy things. And and I, but I had no idea, like, how I would do that. I was just like, I'm going to do it. And I'll figure it out. So I think this has given me much more of a path of like how I could achieve it. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, it's given me going to all these conferences. You're not like you're exposed to all this and you think it's such common knowledge when you start to learn. I remember the first Grant Cardone conference I went to. I thought it was like mind blowing. I was like, dude, this is <laughs> awesome. Like I didn't know. I had still I had like a small foundation of what real estate was, but like like Grant just like blows your mind and it was super it was super cool because he teaches you like you know invest in all these things don't like go buy a house don't like invest in your 401k or IRA <laughs> which so many people do and you're like I mean it makes total sense like this is how you like get financial freedom like you get cash flow like have your money work for you and he teaches you all this and you teach you've taught me all of this and you think it's common knowledge and then you go back to the real world and nobody's doing it so I think <laughs> having that switch from like work your entire life and save up and then retire if you have any money left and learning like all these ways that like you could you can start making money now and you can you can retire in your like 30s and you know yeah. you can be set for life i think it's definitely helped and even like you see on social media sometimes people are like if you and if you don't buy that starbucks coffee once a day you'll save ten dollars a day and then by the time you retire if you put that in a compound interest account you'll have a million dollars but who wants a million dollars when they're 65 years old because then you can't yeah, do anything yeah. with it so i think yeah. that switch has been awesome okay cool so you're 16 years old i mean i'm older than you longer than you've been alive i know crazy. which makes me feel really old first of all <laughs> but 
it's just been a treat and been really amazing and, and fun and fulfilling to watch you grow and to, to have you as my right hand person. You know, what about how do you feel like you amongst your friends, like mindset wise, when you see people at school and you see what they're doing, the conversations they're having? Yeah. How do you feel when you're around them in that space? I remember when my fr- when I first told my friends, like, I'm going to a conference. Now it's normal. Like, they have a group chat. <laughs> when I'm not here, it's like, I miss Nikki because he's out <laughs> on a conference. <laughs> yeah. um, and everyone was like, what is this? Like, why are, you, why are you flying out? And everyone obviously, everyone thinks it's cool. And now all my teachers know because all my friends tell them, like, when I'm gone, they're like, oh, he's flying on a business trip. And they like, <laughs> all ask me, like, what are you doing? And I explain to them what I'm doing and they all think it's cool, but like all, my friends think it's cool, but they don't really, it's like, they don't really care that much to do it. They're just like, Oh, cool. You're doing it. But I'm focused on like a million other things. Like my, mm-hmm. my friends don't even really know what they want to do when they grow up. Yeah. They're just kind of focused on like playing video games and playing sports. And I love doing both of those things too, but you know, got to manage your time. I haven't played that many video games in months. It's been a long time. <laughs> so, you know, it's it hasn't gotten like in the middle of our friendships. Like we're we're all good, but they don't really understand what I do. And I don't think they really care to understand what I do. So I think the great thing about the team mastermind we have every week is at least like I get to be surrounded with other teens who who care about out this. So it, it's a little easier to have conversation with them when they, when they actually care about it because all my friends are like, it's cool that you're doing it. I just I don't really care. What about the adults that are around you? Do you feel like you're shifting their perspective as well based on how you're showing up? For sure. Um, you know, my mom has always been very skeptical of what I've been doing. She's, I mean, it's understandable. She's like an immigrant or her family. She's a family of immigrants and she's worked a nine to five her whole life. And like she grew up poor. So it was like save your money, buy a house, pay off your house and retire. Um, so I understand where she's coming from. And my dad's like the polar opposite. He, uh, you know, he was the first one, him and my aunt were actually the people that got me into the first deal with you and introduced me to you. Um, so they've always really been on board very much my dad. So on like, and he's come to all the conferences with me. So he's always, you know, he actually understands where it's coming from. Cause like, you know, he's immersed in it too. So he's always mm-hmm. been very supportive, but my mom has been a is has have been has been a big challenge to try to convince that you know this is a good idea but i'm you know finally i think i'm i'm getting through the cracks when i i hosted the mastermind a few weeks ago um my mom called me after and was like hey what you doing i was like oh i just hosted alex's call she was like really i was like yeah it was like <laughs> 60 70 people she was like wait what <laughs> um she's like and I was like, you can watch it on Alex's YouTube channel. Like, you should go check it out. So she ended up watching it, like, in work, and she was showing her coworkers. And then I had a doctor's appointment. And, like, my doctors always ask, like, what are you up to? And, like, I'll explain to them. And mom was like, oh, you, like, you should check out this video that's that's on YouTube. Like, he hosted this this marketing call with all these adults. And there was this one, there was this one sentence, Jake, Jake from State Farm, who I met at the last grant conference. He, he said, like, it was an honor to meet me. And that was like a very big deal for her because she was like, wait, an adult said he was honored to meet you. (laughs) Um, So I think that's started to change her perspective, Um, you know, from the Airbnbs we have in Vegas now, too. At least like 
my mom's a very results oriented person so starting to see like money that's her big big sign so i think starting to move that and just see like how passionate i am with it she's she's begun to support it mm -hmm. and the rest of my family like doesn't really know a ton about it my dad's side's always supportive like they go with the flow with everything and there's also been the big debate of like i am take i'm either going to college now or i'm taking a gap year and uh that's been an, another hard convincing, but my mom's like financial advisor ended up convincing her that taking a gap year for me would be a good idea. So mm -hmm. definitely my mom more convincing than my dad. But yeah, I think you know you you already know it and you see it because a lot of adults are really inspired by you. You know because man, sixteen years old talking about financial freedom, setting goals of of you know having financial freedom by the time you're 30 and you know all these responsible decisions and actually doing things that they can't do right so you're like this you've established yourself in a position of like this little social media guru and you've been doing it for like 11 months yeah so what, what do you say to people that are like i'm too young i'm too old or whatever it is that can't have it happen like what what, what do you say to help them compress their time or maybe take the take the leap a little bit i think i think no matter what age you are you can you can do anything you set your mind to and you may have the biggest imposter syndrome like when i first started working for you i was like i have no idea what i'm doing <laughs> yeah. but i will figure it out one way or another um so even if you have like no idea what you're doing you feel like you're too old you're not mature or you're too young and you're not mature enough to like handle all this stuff if you really like you really care about it i think it's really important to find something you care about because like you know i could i could do something and just do it for the sake of doing it and not actually enjoy doing it and i'd be miserable but i feel like like school <laughs> yes yeah basically it's right it's the nine to five job that i don't get paid for um and then have homework to do so um but i think finding something you love these 11 months i don't feel like i've worked a day ever so you know i always enjoy doing it and I think if you really find something you love, you can do it no matter what age you are. And especially for people that are young, I don't think I could have done this without you. So, you know, find someone that you look up to who like will really take a chance on you. And I, I was lucky to find you like this. I, I assume for a lot of people, it's, it's hard to find a mentor, especially one as good as you. Um, oh, thanks. So, <laughs> so I think if you really, if you really love something, you know, go for it. And, you know, you may fail and there's, I've done stuff where like, I hated it and I was like, ugh, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, but if you really find something you like to do, go for it. Yeah. Take a chance. Nice. And then what about for parents? Like if parents are watching this, I want to give them value too, obviously, because there's probably going to be a lot of adults watching this that have kids. How, what has been big factors in you know, helping you create success? Like, how should the parents be with their kids? Yeah. I mean, I've really had, like, polar opposite parents when it comes to this, but I actually mm. really like that it was like this because you know, my dad's always, you know, go, go, go. My mom always tries to ground me. So I, li I like the the component of both of them. I think, I think whatever your kid wants to do, support them in it, like, for Ooh. sure. Even if you don't like fully understand it, you know, support them. Like, come, like if it is real estate, go to the conferences with them. 
like try to learn a little bit about what they're doing and what they want to do because you know if they love it you should support them and it'll strike up some conversation like you'll you'll have a deeper connection if you kind of understand what they want to do wow and at the end of the day uh you want to like make sure like they're going on a good path like you don't want them to like be like oh i love doing drugs and (laughs) and drinking and be like oh yeah yeah let's do this together but you know if it's something you don't completely understand learn and you know support them all the way because you know it's their life and you may think they're still pretty young and, and don't really understand, but I think most kids are smarter than you think. Hmm. And and also have the capacity to be able to do things at levels that adults are doing. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. I mean, unless you're okay. two years old, but I think most <laughs> most kids can are just as capable as, as adults. Sometimes they even know more, depending on what field you're talking about. I think for sure marketing, like there's untapped potential with kids because we're on it all the time. Even though I had no <laughs> idea, like I had a market on social media. I spent eight hours on TikTok every day back then. Like mm-hmm. I under I understand how it works. I understand what people want to see, but I had never done it, done it before. Yeah. You know, and when you bring that up to I want to speak to the people that can be mentors, people that have created success out there and people that are, um, you know, doing well for themselves that have a lot to share, share with teens too, you know, like find a place where you can share with a, a protege, you know, someone that you can take under your wings, not just another, you know, another guy that, that is driven to do it, but like a teen, somebody that is young that you can take and go and do it because the fulfillment that comes from it, A, is amazing. The second one is it keeps you wanting to inspire. And I think me wanting to inspire you and, and show you the right path and give you the results, prove to your parents, like all this stuff that I take on that's yours actually makes me better. You know, so I want to, so for anybody out there that has created success, like we, not just for our kids, right? Like, yes, that's, it's the easiest to just start mentoring and being a mentor to your kid. But sometimes it's harder for your kid to listen to you because you've been in their life the whole time. For sure. So mentor somebody else, right? And then also allow your kid to be mentored by somebody else. Like help them find that person. I think that's super important. And, um, you know, this this journey that you and I have been on, it's been short, but it's been very fulfilling, very meaningful. Lots of lessons in there for me. And, um, you know, in terms of being like a good person and, a role model, like having somebody like you keeps me accountable to that as well. I'm like, man, I got this kid that's watching everything that I do. Right. So, you know, everything from work ethic to consistency to just doing the right thing and showing up as a good person, a good um, contributing member of society, like all of that is is on my mind when I do it. I'm like, well, Nick is watching me. Right. So I get to be I get to be a certain way. So, yeah. Um, that's the opportunity also that you've given me. And so thank you for that. Um, let's shift back a little bit to like your heroes. Cause a lot of times our heroes make big impacts in our lives, whether it's a cartoon, you know, I grew up and I was, you know, Dragon Ball Z has been one of my biggest ones and, and me watching some of the characters and how they are and how they react to situations. Like those things impacted me greatly. Like I wanted to be great. I wanted to be the hero, right? Or it goes from Top Gun, like Tom Cruise and Top Gun was a hero of mine. I was like, man, he's so cool. You know, maybe wanted to get fit, maybe wanted to be cool. Um, so you have, do you have heroes um, that impacted you 
up to this point in your life? Yeah, well, besides you, um, <laughs> I have been the biggest Star Wars fan my entire life. I was born okay. on Star Wars Day, May 4th. Oh, May, so, May I mean, 4th. Those, yeah, yeah, those movies have had a, a huge impact on me. Um, I remember first watching Star Wars on DVD at my dad's house, and we had like the box set of the original tr- trilogy, so 4, 5, and 6. And I must have watched them twenty times each because I like I loved them like like the entire story with with Darth Vader and Luke it was and all the space battles like I loved those movies and I couldn't wait to watch the prequels and because like even that long ago like there wasn't Amazon one day shipping so I we had to like wait for it to come like five days for the box set of one two and three to come. I remember just like absolutely dying to watch those movies. I've I've seen every Star Wars movie probably fifty times at least. Wow! Um, really? So who's your favorite? Who's your favorite? Who's who's your who are your heroes in there? I think I think my all time favorite character from Star Wars is Obi Wan. Yeah, of I, I love him. I love him from the prequels. I love him in the fir- in the fourth movie. And I think you know he was always like he was always like a role model, and you know he no matter like what happened like all all the hardships like that he went through like at the end of episode three and into episode four and all that he like he always was good no matter what and he he always tried to do the best and obviously i love darth vader too he's just an amazing villain right (laughs) um so i think those movies have had a big impact on me um i don't know what about what about obi-wan like what about obi-wan's character that that you've kind of taken on to be something that's important for you I think he's just a really cool, cool dude. Like, uh, I love Ewan McGregor. I think I think he's a great actor, and um, you know, I it was cool that he was a he was a mentor for Anakin too throughout all the movies. And I think one day I I want to mentor someone myself too. I love teaching. Actually, when I was a kid, my, <laughs> my grandparents used to pick me up from school, and we used to play school. Like, I would be the teacher, and I'd teach them stuff I learned in school that week. <laughs> Um, and they would never do their homework, and I'd always yell at them for for like five years every day. They used to pick me up, and we'd do this. So I love te- I love teaching people too, and it's something you right. Know, I so would, there's I no accident that you found you really found me too because I love teaching. Teaching and mentoring is and it's just something that I love. So of course, this is a relationship that is divine. You know, it's yeah. it's divine uh inter- intervention basically you know and, and caused it to happen so um okay and now you are actually in a position of teaching right of different yeah. things i am right it's okay. been <laughs> i mean i i it was great to teach everyone on monday night calls on that monday night call i hosted even the one i hosted back in september and i think the more you can share you know with everyone the better and um uh, I've learned so much from doing social, just doing everything with you. I think everything I do with you is ten, like a hundred times a normal person would do. Like when we buy shirts, we buy hundreds. When we do ads, <laughs> we go with we go with thousands, right? And it's like it's like no matter what, we're go go going. And I think I think that speed has has maybe learned more than I could have, you know, just learning myself in like ten years. Um, wow. Okay. And I mean, we've we have results to show it, right? Yeah, I think and I, I and I always say that it's the, one of the most important things is to compress time. You know what you can do in a year. Why would you take ten years to do? 
Yeah. Right. If you had somebody to show you, a mentor to show you along the way, you're saving time. Ten years is a long time. I mean, if you're on your deathbed and you got five minutes left, yeah. ten years is like an eternity. I'm only sixteen. That's that's six more six more years than I'm alive. Yeah. Okay. So speaking about that, I know this is a deeper question. Normally adults are, are, are good at answering this. Let's see how you answer. How do you want to be remembered? How do I want to be remembered? Mm -hmm. You know, I want to be remembered for like doing something good in the world. I think there are so many people that like when they get rich, like money corrupts them and they just become greedy. But that's like that's like the complete opposite of how I want to be. Like when I get money, I want to give back, like no matter what. So I want to I want to be remembered who's someone that, that like make made an impact on the world. I did, I don't want to be remembered as a nobody. That's why I don't want to work a nine to five job because nobody's <laughs> gonna remember you. And yeah. I don't want to be someone that gets rich and just is like all the money for me. I'm gonna like. I just want everything to work for me. I just want to get more and more and more money, even if I have like billions of dollars. Like I want to, I want to give back. Like if that's teaching or like volunteering or giving back through charity, you know, helping the environment, I think is super important because, you know, we only got one shot at keeping the world alive. And, and I think, I think if like I come into all this money, I think there's a lot of good that you can do instead of just being like super greedy. So I want to, I want to do, I want to do good with the world and I want to be remembered as someone who, you know, made an impact for the better, not for the worse. Wow. I love that. Um, you know, I asked that question and it's pretty funny across the board because if I ask, you know, I'm asking you who's 16, I've asked people who are much older. And when I ask this question, it's all very similar. It comes down to I want to I want to be I want to make an impact. I want to do something good, right? But we often don't forget that we we often forget that on during the journey that you know this is how we want to be remembered. So I, I always like to ask this question because anybody that's watching this can also ask themselves this question, you know, because you're not gonna want to say when I when before I die I want to be remembered as an asshole. Right. As this greedy person. No, 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 no. Um, okay. So I also ask about um, like morning routines, but you got school. So what does your typical day look like? Let's see. Um, I am the worst morning person. I hate waking up in the morning. Like, I know. Like <laughs> I hate it. And school is so early in the morning. So first of all, my alarm is set for 6.20 a.m. And I snooze it three times because I can't wake up. And like just like the cycle of me waking up, like getting woken up by my alarm, I guess like gets me up sometimes. But I have, I have PTSD from that sound. If I hear it at any point where I'm not sleeping, I hate it. Um, so I get up at like 6.50 in the morning. Um, and I get ready for school, I brush my teeth, do my hair, put on clothes, get my laptop and put it in my backpack. And then I got to make lunch. So I usually make a sandwich or something. And then my friend who has his license already drives me to school. And oh. I do that all in the span of 20 minutes. So from <laughs> 6.50 to 7.10 is my entire morning routine. And it ain't much of a routine because I don't eat breakfast. I, I don't do anything. It's like it's down to a science. Like I have every minute planned out of those 20 minutes. And I got to stay on schedule. <laughs> or I'll never, I'll never make it on time. Um, yeah. then I get to school, um, 
I go to first period, which I have physics. Um, and I'll usually eat a bagel in that class because I haven't eaten in the morning. Half the time I'm exhausted because like I've been I was up till 12 and I'm like, <laughs> what is happening in the morning? Um, it usually takes me till fourth period because that's when I have gym that I'm actually like fully awake. I have in my morning classes. I have physics. Then I have pre-calc and then I have gym. That'll get me up in the morning. And then I have lunch, uh, U.S. history um social media marketing which i thought would be an awesome class to take because like it has so much to do with me and what i'm and what we're doing but it ends up just being a study hall period so if i'm not doing other homework i'm just working on like the business so i have on my school macbook i'm like logged into the crm i got stripe like i got all these things set up (laughs) on my computer so anytime we're not doing work in class and i don't have any homework to do I'm like just working on something. Like I set up your many chat automations in the middle of social media marketing because <laughs> I was bored. Um, and Thank then I God have, for that class. <laughs> right, and then I have English, and then I have, um, and then I have Italian to round off the day. But I would, I think the really interesting thing is, out of all the teens I know in this field, I am the only one that goes to public school. Like they're <laughs> either homeschooled or they're most of them are homeschooled, and then some go to private school. And I think if I took the work I do in a day, like in school, like just whatever work I had, I could probably do it in two or three hours instead of the seven hours I'm at school. So I think there's a lot of extra time um, in school that I kind of like either goof around in with my friends or I try to get some work done or like get a start on my homework. And usually on like Monday night calls, I'm like trying to let people in the Zoom, but I'm also doing my math homework. (laughs) <laughs> or like my English essay. So it's it's a lot of juggling. Um, yeah. That's my routine. And then the last few months I have, I play tennis. Uh, so I've been going to tennis practice and you realize that between the, with the time school ends and the time like my brain's fried and I can't do any more work from like three to 11, you only have eight hours and like two of those hours occupied for tennis or three. If I have like a match is a lot of time that I don't have back because then we have a call and that's like another three hours. So yeah, time management has been incredibly right. important. Now, at least, I mean, you're going to school full time, you're playing sports, then you're coming back and you're doing all this work, then you're being on calls. So there's really not that very many excuses that people can really have when they have a nine to five job, right? Because so many people say, I don't got time. I don't got time for this. But you've managed to make time yeah. with school, tennis, building a business, attending calls, learning, growing yourself. And, you know, and, and yeah, even time to hang out with family and, and, yeah. and friends. How do you how do people what, what do you say to people that just have that as, a, as an excuse? I would they have say, a nine to five. Oh, my God, it's too much. <laughs> no, I would say, again, if you really love doing it, you'll find time for it. But. Just like, not even me, most kids, like we go to school, a lot of them play sports, like like there's probably two hours of homework we have to do. And a lot of people have normal jobs. Like I know people that work at ShopRite from like like 6 p.m. to like 11 o'clock. Like they work, wow. they work like four hours a day after school. Like, like their, their days are full. And then by the time you get home and get your work done, you're not getting to bed till like one in the morning. And then you got to get up at 640 the next day. And most people are a little more reasonable than I do and get up a little earlier 
don't have 20 minutes to get ready. Um, so their days are like jam packed. Um, so I think, I think there is no excuse. If you're a parent, like look at your kids, they're probably, I mean, if they're like in high school, they're probably pretty busy. Um, mm-hmm. and you, and you can make time for it. And I think the hard thing is like, especially with kids, even if they want to start their own business, like their parents have, they, there is so much pressure to get a job because like, I'm going to get a car in a month. Like I got to make car payments and insurance and I have to have money for gas. Like most people are like, need, they need a job for that. Um, unless you go electric, hmm? <laughs> unless you go electric. Yeah. But a new Tesla is like $60,000. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, I think that also like it demotivates people because you're burnt out. If, if I had to work a normal job and then do this, there's no way that I'd survive. Um, but mm-hmm. I think back to back to the thing about not having time. You can make time. No matter what, you can make time. If you really want to do it, I mean, I'm a prime example. I'm I make time for this because I really enjoy it. I could I could not. I could like sleep and play video games and like just hang out with my friends every day. And I, I'd have a great time doing it. But this is this is way more important for me. And uh Yeah. Wow. So yeah, so prioritizing something and, and not making excuses what I'm hearing is just yeah. Just doing it. Find the passion. Find what you love. Okay. How do people find? I mean, I think you've been answering it, but when somebody loves it, but how do people find their passion really in life? There's a lot of trial and error, but <laughs> like you just gotta you gotta try a bunch of different stuff. I've I've always like I'm like my mom in this way. I like to do stuff and then I get bored. So it's like I've tried a million like random things. Um, <laughs> throughout my life to see what I've loved. I took like two years of programming and I still love doing it. And there's actually been some scenarios where I've been able to incorporate some of my programming skills into real estate. Um, But then I realized like, it's not something I want to do full time. I've I've tried a a bunch of different stuff. And I think a lot of it is trial and error because you're not going to know what your passion is until you try it. And there's going to be a lot of times where you try it and then you just don't do it again. And don't mm-hmm. let people like force you into doing something. Like I would never force someone to be like, do multifamily, do multifamily. Like if they didn't actually <laughs> want to do it, because <laughs> they'd uh-huh. just be like, even if you made the money, you'd be like, you'd be bored and you'd be miserable. That's not worth it. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of trial and error, and you'll just know if you enjoy doing it and you don't get bored of it. Like there, there will be days where you just hate doing it. Like if I have to write an audit, I'm like, dude, I don't want to do this. Um, <laughs> There, there are some times where it's like it's painstaking work and like, there's a lot to do, but you enjoy doing it and you, you get through it and there's ups and downs. But like if you if you continue to do it and especially if you have like accountability, like I'm working with so many people. If I was working by myself, like there, I, I would fall off fast because I'd be I'd have no one holding me accountable. But when you f- really find something you like to do. Like you'll you'll just never stop doing it. And then that's when you know you, you found your passion. That's a huge one right there making holding yourself accountable use other people to hold you accountable use social media have a business mentor somebody it forces you to be accountable because that is how i wake up in the morning i wake up in the morning i have like a little you know priority list thing i do you know i hug my wife and then after after that i'm like okay it's time to get on a call because i got a list of things i held myself accountable using people because it's very easy if my calendar is empty I could choose to not do anything, yep. right? Or, you know, using those people, I'm like, oh, I got to get on this call. You know, yeah, I got I, I, I got to show up. 
Yeah, what I've what I've actually realized, even even before I met you, I'm super bad at holding myself accountable at things. If I don't like have a deadline, I won't <laughs> make it. Or even with schoolwork, like I'll procrastinate until the night before. Um, there are some things that are just like not on my to do list that will like spend. I will not do it for months. Like if if I don't set my mind to it, like it won't get done. And I think. Like, there was always stuff I wanted to do. When I was a kid, I used to make games and, like, put them on the app store. And it was all, like, this block code or, like, moving little nodes. And I was, like, I always wanted to learn how to program. But it seemed like a daunting task, like, to learn all of that, like, through watching YouTube videos. I always wanted to make games, like, with coding and stuff. And I was, like, like I want to do it. And I'd always, I, like, bought a course on how to do it. And I'd watch, like, two episodes of it and then i just quit or i'd watch like a bunch of youtube videos like oh i'm like i'll do this i'll do this and then i'll go on i'll spend like an hour and i'll never do it again so <laughs> and the only way i realized that i could keep myself accountable is if i actually took a class like like in school of how to do it because then you got grades and i'm very like i'm very like my grades are very important to me like if it's not straight a's on that list i'm doing something wrong. <laughs> so with this i can't even slack off in school because i won't let myself i need the a's like for my own well-being so it's like i can't even <laughs> slack off in school and focus on this more it's like i need those a's so i'm getting those a's too um, so you're using everything else to keep you accountable which is yeah, great i think classes like because that homework i gotta learn how to program because i gotta take a test on it next week so i don't really got a choice and it was super fun, and I'm glad I learned. But if okay, I didn't have that class and those grades holding me accountable, I would have never learned how to do it. Well, you know what? You you put a little new perspective into my into my mind right here, my little mind that's like, school's bad. School's just like, you know, no Most need for school. Is. But uh, I don't know. Maybe you've you've added something that I can think about now. I, can I, would reflect say, I would say with school, there's a lot of stuff in school that I learned that I will never need to know again. Like, right. I don't need to know physics. I don't need to know pre-calculus. I don't need to know, I guess it's good to know U.S. history, but, like, really, you're not going to need to know it ever. I don't need to know Italian. I've, I've taken three years Italian. I can, I can say, like, one sentence. Like, <laughs> ciao, mi chiamo, Nick. Like, that's my Italian right there. Um, so there's a lot of wasted time, but I think electives, like the elective classes I get to pick out, like, to take are the best classes of the day um, because they're actually something you enjoy doing. And, Usually, if you enjoy doing it, you'll pay more attention. So those mm -hmm. classes are great to ho hold you accountable, unless you're going into a math, you know, a math field or a science field. Like these are not things you're probably going to care about. So I think yeah, I'm not, I'm not really sure where pre-calculus goes. I don't know who uses pre-calculus. I don't know, maybe engineers yeah. or something. Yeah, probably I don't know. engineers. But like I, I don't see me using pre-calc investing in real estate uh, anytime <laughs> soon. So yeah, it kind of goes okay. in one ear. I regurgitate it on a test, and then it goes out the other ear. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, so yes, holding using other things to hold you accountable—that's great because it's kind of like going to the gym for me. I'm like, yeah, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. Hold it off, and then I can never be consistent. But now that I got a trainer, I'm like, I gotta go. Yeah. And my trainer is holding me accountable. He's messaging me. I'm like, okay, I'm going. So okay, that's that's really great. Okay, what is the the um, single best trait that you think you have? Mm, that's yeah, tough one. Uh -huh, um, uh -huh. I think, hmm, I think I'm good at adapting to things, like taking like the 
the information or the resources I have and like super analyzing it and then figuring out how to like make it a final product or like like turning it into something that's like usable. And I I do it all the time with you, especially for this podcast. It's like I'm gonna launch this podcast on 420. And I mean I've worked on a podcast before, so I know it goes into it. I'm like, is like anything done for it? <laughs> it's coming out in one week. Like, is it edited? Is there show notes? Like, is your podcast on any directories yet? Is there a trailer? Are you promoting it? Like nothing was done. So I was like, I was like, all right, I'm doing this now. So, you know, I went on Upwork, I found a bunch of people. I was like, this is the price. Like, we gotta do it. So all the videos are getting edited, you know, so they're a final product. I hopped on like three Zoom calls to like, you know, make sure everything was going well. Dude, um, so I sick. Think, I think adapting <laughs> and, and taking ideas or just like a mess of things and bringing them into one, I think is a strong. How many, how many people are you managing these days? Oh, I don't know. Like, um, I think directly managing, I mean, we have. I'm not going to name people's names, but I like probably seven or eight. Close wow. To that Look at that. Now, 16 year old at least. managing Plus seven. All people. the clients you've had, I guess that counts as managing. And then we have the entirety of Legends, which is like 60 people to, you know, <laughs> keep control of with other yeah. people. Um, so, yeah, no, wow. it's, it's so surreal that I'm 16 and I'm managing people that are like, some are like twice my age um, yeah at least twice your age at least twice my age yeah <laughs> probably most yeah <laughs> that's not that old 32 mm -hmm. okay um i don't know this is a this is a question that i also have like what what, what is something you wish you started doing earlier years ago <laughs> which i started doing years ago um I mean, obviously, I wish I met you years ago. I don't know <laughs> if I would have been in the position. I think I met you at a perfect time where it was like, like, I didn't have a ton of responsibility yet. Because when you're an adult, like, I got you got to have a job like you like right now I can work on this without like making a steady stream of income, because I don't have a lot of financial responsibility yet. Eventually, mm -hmm. especially people that are older, like they got to work a job to be able to support themselves while, while they're building a business because it's not going to support you off the bat. Um, so I think I met you at a perfect yeah. time. And I, and I was, I think I was, I'm always kind of mature for my age, but I don't think me as a 14 year old would be able to do this <laughs> with like a certain amount of consistency. Maybe, I mean, we, I Maybe. don't know. I could have, who knows? Um, but I think I met you at a, at a good time. Uh, I don't know what I could have done. I wish I knew a lot about all this, this money and, and financial and real estate stuff earlier. Um, but I, I think, I think it's a great time that I, I met you. So there's not too yeah. much. I wish I would have done earlier and I enjoyed my youth. I had, I had my fun time and, you know, got to, got to do all the, the cool stuff. And now I, uh, I would rather work hard now and miss out on some experiences and be able to do it the rest of my life than having to work a nine to five job forever, ever. Wow. So I will, I will, That's there are some times. Yeah, there was, when we went to uh, Sarasota in October, like there was a big a Halloween party that happened. And I was like, I was down in Florida. I was like, damn, I'm missing that. But, you know, sometimes you got to make sacrifices to, uh, for the better. Sometimes you got to make sacrifices. Okay, yeah. good. All right. Um, so how do people contact you or how do you, what do you, what do you guys even use? I know if most people my age and everybody that interviews like just reach out, contact through Instagram, 
what's your form of of communication with people yeah you can i am not big I, for all the social media i do i don't have that much for myself i'm a pretty like private person but um i think my instagram is nick c monty at nick c monty <laughs> i'm pretty sure this is uh-huh. i should have had had this ready but you can you can dm me i think yeah. hold on yeah yeah at nick c m o n t e um you know also our marketing company lovelymarketing.com so if you want to book a call with us i'd love to talk more about social media so you can contact me that way um love it and yeah i think i think that's just about it i don't uh i don't I, I'm not going to give out my my email. <laughs> Actually, okay, no worries, no worries. We don't we don't need everybody stalking you right now. Anyways, yeah, you, you can you yeah you can you can email me at nick at lovelymarketing dot com though. There, that's nice. my business email. You can perfect, contact perfect. Me there. And I'd love to talk more about <laughs> social media because spread the word. It's a big part of not just multifamily, but I think it's important for any business. And it's yeah, it's, it's okay. It's fun. Well, that's awesome. So, um, you know, I'm going to give you another stage to be able to present things and to teach things about social media. So, all right, let's, uh, let's do that. And I don't know, I'll see you on the next call that we do. <laughs> yeah. That next right. Anything else you want to share with people before we wrap this up? Yeah, I think, you know, just, just do it. <laughs> you just do it. You want to do something? You know, find a way to do it. Put a team together. Meet people. I I think a big thing you've taught me uh, throughout this year has been, you know, make partnerships. And I was very skeptical at first. I was like, I want my piece of the pie. I don't want to give it up <laughs> to all these people. I can do it myself. Like the the saying, like if you want something like to get done, do it yourself. And it I think it still is kind of true. Like I could probably do like every aspect of the company by myself. But uh-huh. if you can find something that like someone can do like eighty percent as good as you, like do it. Like you don't wanna you don't wanna you wanna you don't wanna spend your whole entire time just working for the, your business. You wanna you wanna work on growing it. So you yeah. know, making those partnerships and uh, you know, putting a team together, outsource. Yeah. And I All always say this thing. This is if you were to have a million dollars in a business or a real estate deal, you don't want 100% of a million dollar business or a million dollars. You want 1% of a hundred million dollars. See, the value is the same. Yeah. But it's worlds of difference in ownership. Right? Yeah. So, okay, with that, we will wrap up and um, we'll see you yeah, next time, Nick. And with that, we come to the end of another powerful episode of the That Changed My Life podcast. We hope you've been deeply moved by the personal stories shared today and that they have inspired you to reflect on your own life experiences. Change can be uncomfortable and challenging, but it's often the catalyst for growth and progress. Whether it's overcoming obstacles, taking risks, or embracing new opportunities, our lives are shaped by the choices we make and the moments that leave a lasting impact. I encourage you to take these stories to heart and reflect on how they can influence your own life. What changes do you need to make to become the best version of yourself? What pivotal moments have shaped your journey so far? How can you harness the power of change to create a more fulfilling life? Thank you for your continued support of the podcast. Remember to subscribe, Leave a rating and review to help us reach more listeners and share these transformative stories with others. Follow me on Instagram at AlexLovely and use hashtag ThatChangedMyLife. 
I look forward to bringing you more inspiring stories in next week's episode. Until then, keep embracing change, striving for growth, and making a positive impact in your own life. This is Alex, signing off.